Welcome to this Frequency Matters podcast. I'm Pat Hindle, and I'm here with Sandeep Sakararaman, Principal Engineer at Samtech. Welcome, Sandeep. Hello, Pat. So Sandeep has nearly 20 years of experience in signal and power integrity for IC packages, PCBs, PCB connectors, and connectors for cable assemblies. So Sandeep, as a Principal Engineer with Samtech, I understand that you work closely with customers on optimizing system performance throughout the signal chain. When customers realize that they have this kind of access to someone who can help solve complex signal challenges, what kind of reactions do you receive? Very positive. Um, so Samtech prides itself on sudden service, right? What this really means is that we provide fast response times to customer questions and high quality technical feedback. I've had multiple emails from customers commenting on how quick our response time has been, the level of accessibility to engineers to solve their signal path problems. Um, we handle customization for them. We do all kinds of support work for them in a, in a timely fashion, and that's much recognized and appreciated. Yeah, that can be rare sometimes these days, so it's good to be able to talk to an expert directly. You recently presented a webinar on wideband RF launches. Are there common questions you receive in your day-to-day -day work life that helped you frame this uh, topic for discussion? And if so, can you walk through some of the common questions? Yes, sure. So in many cases, customers aren't starting for the first time with a design, right? They've used a similar design before, they've got something they're starting off with, and they have their PCB vendors they're familiar with, they prefer to use them, they know their design rules, things like that. But as devices get faster, they're trying to push the performance higher. And sometimes they wonder why their previous designs or the previous looser design rules don't work. And let's be honest, usually connectors are not the prime part of the design. They're focused on their device and things like that. So it's almost like it's taken for granted. But that doesn't work when we are talking about precision RF and higher frequencies. So we need to get involved and expand beyond their PCBs vendors standard capabilities or you know, really understand the application space, what the spec requirement is, how we can achieve that by trying many different things and work closely with the customer. So that gives us insight into problems across a wide swath of industries and application spaces. And a lot of that is what uh, went into the making of the webinar. The other thing is a breakout region for a connector in the RF area is very different from other circuit layers in a sense. I mean, the RF world, we understand tuning features and the like, but when you think of a PCB connectors breakout region, you really got to consider the whole thickness of the PCB and the whole cavity formed under the connector along with that interface to the connector. So working with those things uh, on a daily basis is what really drove the content of the webinar. 
So for our listeners, if you missed the webinar, you can watch it on demand. It'll be in the events section of the Microwave Journal website, and I'll put a link to it in the description here. So what kind of interactions do you have with your colleagues on these type of issues? You know, meaning I've seen that Samtech promote the concept of integration leads to innovation. From a real world perspective, what does this mean and how do you see that playing out? We get a lot of customer requests and the applications are wide ranging. It's very hard for any one person to know how to handle all of it, right? And I think it is somewhat unique that within Samtech, it's a pretty flat organization in that everyone can be approached, everyone can be asked questions. We have some genuine industry experts within the company like Ishwan Novak, Scott uh, McMorrow, names that we're all familiar with. Um, they're all extremely approachable though. I've, I've asked them, I've asked other people within my team. In fact, a couple of colleagues of mine, Gus and Sean, I even cited in the webinar slides. These are all people with a lot of industry experience. They've all seen different applications over their careers. They bring different inputs to the table. So it's really helpful to talk within the company to other people within the organization saying, hey, I have this application where they're trying to do X. What do we have that's similar or what insights can we provide? And they're all very open in providing feed, uh, feedback. It's not like there are fiefdoms or stuff like that, or you shouldn't work on this. It's a really collaborative environment. And I think that is reflected in the type of solutions we can provide our customers. So we received some great questions during the webinar and the Q&A session. Are there any that intrigued you that you'd like to delve further into? I think it's always intriguing when we talk about how the design work that we do and the simulations that we do actually correlate to measurements in the real world, uh, because that's where the rubber meets the road. And uh, I didn't have it at the time of the webinar, but in the past week or so, I did make measurements on our 1.35 millimeter connector on a board uh, and got correlation on 110 gigahertz VNA. And the correlation is really good up into the 100 to 105 gigahertz range. It's not that surprising though, because We've spent a fair amount of time over past board designs and things like that, understanding the dielectric material, understanding what the dielectric constant is over frequency, understanding how the dielectric constant varies depending on whether you're in the plane of the trace or traveling perpendicular to the trace, like in a via, as well as having an intimate knowledge of our PCB vendors' capabilities staying within the tolerances that they can meet confidently and add on to the fact that over time we've tuned our connector assembly processes to get the best possible positioning uh, without difficulty. So when all that is known and we have a good handle on that, getting good correlation to very high frequencies is definitely possible and the proof is in the pudding of these measurements this past week. I'm sure in the coming weeks, we'll be sharing that more publicly. But that to me is really the, a very intriguing aspect of all this is we are not just playing games on a computer. 
we do understand what we're building and why they work the way they do because we put in the effort in the background. Uh, that to me is one of the more intriguing aspects of the work we do, having that background knowledge that it's all backed up by data. And are there uh, any questions that you weren't able to address that you'd like to touch on here? Sure. Uh, one of the questions that we didn't get to was um, somebody asked whether we tend to measure the dielectric constant of our board material, and if so, how. That plays into the question of measurements that we just addressed. We do measure the dielectric constant of the board materials we use. In fact, we have multiple um, test boards built with different materials where we are evaluating the uh, behavior of the different materials with frequency, as well as getting an understanding of any manufacturing struggles PCB vendors might have with one material versus the other. And when we make measurements in the VA, on the VNA, we're able to use those measurements to then go back and do material property extraction using a couple of uh, methodologies that we've developed in-house and worked on over time. This allows us to get both the dielectric constant and loss tangent and the um, copper roughness in the PCB material itself. So for materials that we've built boards with, we have an internal library with all that information, which is available to all of us within the company. So it's not like each of us has to do the work ourselves. It's shared with the company and available. When we see similar requests from customers, we have a good idea of what they're going to get. Another question that was brought up uh, during the course of the webinar was, a question regarding how much the pin sticks out of the connector. And to a certain extent, the connectors all have a tolerance of the pin length, and some of them even have the pin sticking out a little bit because that helps to dig into the pad a little bit when the connector is mounted on the board to get better contact. The thing to keep in mind with these pin length points is that when you're assembling the connector onto the board, if you're not careful and you're moving the connector, these are compression mount connectors after all, they're not soldered. So as you're manually holding them on the board and assembling them, if they move around, they can damage the pad that they're being assembled on. This is why it is extremely good and I would say almost a requirement that when building the board, you work with the fab vendor to size the screw holes uh, that the mounting screws of the connector go into, as well as the tolerances of those screw holes to be as tight as possible. Uh, one way we managed to do that is to use an optical inspection tool in the fab house itself um, to align to the connector landing pad and then use that tool to locate the landing pad and then drill the screw holes for the connector. This helps a lot because now the connector is pretty much where it needs to go. That both makes assembly easier and also prevents any damage to the pad from the connector moving around during assembly itself. The process of assembling those connectors, especially for the 80, 90, 100 gigahertz kind of frequency ranges is 
not trivial. You have to take some care. And of course, as we're going to the higher frequencies, patch sizes, trace sizes, all of those become smaller, which makes it easier to damage them. So that is one critical area that should be paid attention to in the manufacturing of the board itself. So is there a place where someone can go for more information on this topic? Absolutely. Regarding the uh, webinar itself, it's available on demand, but a lot of the topics that were covered in the webinar are in a blog post that's on the Samtech website. You can go to samtech.com slash widebend RF launches. And I believe if you go to our website search box and type wideband RF launches, you will be taken to that blog post. Uh, there is also a white paper that uh, we wrote on this topic that should be available soon. And all of those go into this in much more detail. And if someone would like to discuss RF launch design or system optimization, where should they start? A good place to start to get answers to your RF design questions is to email rfgroup at samtech.com. It sends the email to a number of people within the company with who are focused on RF products, and one of them will, one of us will get back to you in a timely manner to with answers to your question. Uh, in addition to that, Samtech also offers a full line of off-the-shelf products for microwave and millimeter wave applications, covering a frequency range from 18 to 110 gigahertz. These cover application areas such as radar, satellite communication, automotive, aerospace, defense. I mean, all the usual business areas you might think of. So there is a lot of support collateral within the company to help you with your particular app, uh, application, including launch optimization. We do provide custom footprint uh, development services. And in many cases, I've also helped customers with areas such as understanding their measurements where they're using a connector, but it goes beyond the connector area itself. And I've helped them make sense of that measurement and what might be happening. So there is a lot of support that we offer our customers to make their experience a lot better and really help them meet their goal. Samtech will also be at IMS, so feel free to stop by and talk with us there as well. Great. Yeah, June 19th through the 24th in Denver. We'll all be there. Well, thanks, Sandeep, for talking with me today about wideband RF launches. We hope to have you back again to discuss this subject matter further. To our audience, you can find more podcasts at podcast.microwavejournal.com. Thanks for listening.